0: Welcome back to Tales of Folklore and Coffee. I know all of you have been waiting for part two of The Singing Jaw, and I appreciate the amount of patience all of you have. So last, we left off on a gruesome state of a brother killing brother for the hand of a girl. But not all is lost. And justice always prevails. At least in fairy tales, that is. Episode 13, The Singing Jaw Part 2. Years later, Riker and the princess married. Riker was expecting his firstborn, and he had been a good son-in-law, and an even better duke to the kingdom his entire time ruling. Everyone had heard about his brother's heroic sacrifice, and how the beast had torn the poor lad to bits. In the same forest, there were shepherds taking care of their flocks. Now sheep are a skittish lot, which means they will let you know when there's something wrong. Now the shepherd's name was Ernest, and like his namesake, he was an honest and earnest man in his humble work. After a tiring day of grazing his flock and walking the fields and the forests, the night chill was setting in as he wrapped his woolen vest around him. The head of the flock had started to come out of line, but from what he saw his dogs had it in hand. There was an old bridge, one that was made of stone. It went over a dried-up creek, and had fallen before Ernest was born. So it came about that he was passing the area, and his flocks had become frightened with it. In the leaves was a pile of broken bones. Could be an animal! Of course, in the forest, this was anyone's thought. So he took his staff and moved the dead and crisp leaves aside, as he found a beautiful white jawbone, bleached by the sun and things of the earth for what looked like a few years. He took it in his grasp, and turned it over and continued to look at it. I will make this into a new flute. What better bone to do this with? He thought as he peered into the bone to see if the cavity was empty of mud and insects. So he took the bone into his mouth and blew. Oh, thank you, kind sir, for you have found my shallow grave, and now I can tell you my story of misfortune. The shepherd pulled back from the jaw and became giddy. Oh, what true luck! I have found a singing jaw! The next day, the shepherd demanded an audience with the royal family. The king, of course, sat and watched as the shepherd as he took the jaw flute in his hands and began to play, though there was no normal flute sound. There was the same strange singing as before. Oh, hello, good sirs. This kind shepherd has taken me to the house of the king so that I may tell my tale. The shepherd took another breath and played it further. I am here to testify and say that I am the brother of the man you call Riker. I am Emmet. I was slain in the night while Hetty, and not aware of my brother's intentions. So here I am now, telling you of the true events of that night. I killed the boar, and he took your daughter for his wife at the cost of my life. During all of the time, the king had become infuriated, staring in Riker's direction. It wasn't long that the shepherd was given a hefty sum of gold for his discovery, and for leading his men to the pile of bones where the young Emmet lay. Riker was arrested, and sentenced to life in prison within the king's castle. Emmet was hailed a hero, and his bones laid to rest in the royal tombs. From then till now. This episode was modified a bit from the original story, which if you find and read it, the older brother is sentenced to death and so is his unborn child. While I understand things were different back in the 1400s, I didn't see the need to add to an already tragic story. And maybe that's cowardly of me, but I didn't like the idea of condemning a child to the same fate as their father whom they never knew. Before I ended off this week's episode, on another grim note, pun fully intended, I wanted to add something about the jaw flutes to which, before reading this story, I didn't even know existed. And before you say, ew, gross, need I remind everybody that our red food coloring comes from a bug who eats red flower sap. So with that in mind, when you go back and look at things like a jawbone flute, it's really ingenious. The jawbone emits a high-pitched sound that hunters and shepherds use to keep their flock together. One of the wonders with working with animals, I suppose. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Every view and play is much appreciated. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, and now Anchor. Leave a comment or review if you love this show. It really helps. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Coffee Folklore and Instagram at Tales of Folklore underscore. If you have a question or an idea for a future podcast, you can email me at taleoffolkloreandcoffee at gmail.com. That's talefolkloreandcoffee at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you guys next time.